0: And I'll turn right back around.
1: To the show. Hey. I'm your boy Lewis. And it's your boy Gibby. <laughs> uh, intro today was uh, Tracy Chapman. I dedicate the intro to uh, Mark Bergevin. Yeah. Because uh, give me one reason, give us one reason to stay here. Yeah, man. Or we'll turn this thing around. Are you you <laughs> know what I mean? So we, yeah. Just give us a reason. All right. Um,. Then, it was followed up by the
0: (laughs) wonderful (laughs) rendition
1: of the Star-Spangled Banner by Fergie. At the uh, All-Star Game. Yeah, at the The NBA NBA All-Star Game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get into that. But uh, today, we're talking about signings and trades. Uh, People wanted a tank? You got it. We'll talk about that. Uh, Trade deadline preview. We have uh, guest Chris G from the Habs360 Podcast. We got uh tweets of the week and all the usual shenanigans. We're back at all it. All right. So what happened since we're gone? Uh let's start right with that national <laughs> anthem. Rank that rendition. Uh and if was there one have you ever heard a worse rendition of the Star Spangled Banner? Oh, okay, rank first, that one.
0: First of all, uh Fergie was uh, she was on something. She might have dipped yeah, into she looked uh, like <laughs> Snoop Dogg stash of that electric lettuce. Uh yeah, I don't know. That was that was pretty bad. Um, but I think the worst that I remember and I'm not sure that you remember. Um, do you remember that back in the day? I think it was another NBA All-Star game. But um it was the guy, it was that that guy that was singing and he went to go like seeing the the part rockets red glare and his voice just completely cracked yeah, out yeah i think yeah i do in i do remember i don't know exactly where but i remember what you're talking that, about that that was pretty bad that was like embarrassing um yeah i felt that one was was the pretty worst. bad but Fergie's was just it was like an awkward like cringe it's a top 5 in the top yeah, 5 oh right? easy but it was very cringe like cringe i was hearing it yeah, i was yeah. hearing it and i was like oh my god i understand where she's trying to come from where,
1: like she, she said she's trying to be ar- artistic. Yeah. Like, uh,
0: it didn't work. No.
1: Um, but you know, it's become a tough job to sing the national anthem. Everybody. Right? everybody I, hates I think they, the, the singer becomes more criticized than the actual performance of the actual athletes. Yeah. You know? Like it's become a really hard, uh, hard thing to do. Uh, Christina Aguilera's was bad. Remember, she forgot the words. I think that <laughs> has to be worse. Because, yeah. I mean, forgetting the words, that's embarrassing. At least she remembered the words. Uh, but this one was bad. Definitely top five worst. And the reaction of the players, if Dude, you watch that video, guys, if you, listen, I just watched the video of her singing the National Anthem and look at the reaction of the players. I'm telling you, it's just hilarious. They can't hold in their laughter. Even the celebrities in the crowd, it was pretty bad. Yeah. And she came out and said uh, she was sorry and that uh, she was tried her best or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, Your best does not get enough. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Stroman uh his tweet a reaction to
0: losing his arbitration case. What do you think of that? Stroman just needs he needs to man up, put that frustration on the field and have a great season to earn his money. Straight yeah, up.
1: Yeah, he's an emotional guy, so yeah, I'm he not wears surprised on his sleeve. And, and
0: those arbitration things,
1: they're hard.
0: Like you're literally Yeah, yeah, you're no, yeah, you.
1: yeah, they're like watching your team and the people that you think care about you just tell you how bad you are. Yeah. It's it sucks. It's a shitty process to go through. Um but it's part of the business so i mean i think he'll be fine i don't think this will affect him in any way um russian curler test positive for peds <laughs> come on
0: okay how how does peds even better your
1: curling skills like i don't i have no clue the sweeping that's that's the only it. thing i can think of is will yeah, be but, an amazing sweeper but what if you sweep uh, too hard i don't know <laughs> right i don't know like if you have to take peds in curling like come on man that's just embarrassing it's getting to the point where like, Russian athletes are not even going to be allowed. <coughs> they're going to have to get a different citizenship. Just and banned. You know, they're going to have to be uh, lent or loaned to uh, different countries. Yeah. That's what it's getting to. Um, um, so, Delorier,
0: inked. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel good, about that? Good contract, actually. I like he it. earned it. He earned Two it there. 1.9. I, I like
1: I, it. I believe in people earning things, you know what I mean? And he definitely worked his butt off, and I think he earned a contract. So, I'm happy for the kid. Um, this one just popped up. Yerbeck traded. Oh my god. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't really like the trade, but if we're going through this, right? We're g- obviously you can't be mad at stacking picks. You got to do it, yeah. right? And that's probably what he's worth. I don't think he was worth more. I thought it would be better to give him a, you know, give him a chance. Let the guy prove himself. I don't think he got a fair shot. Yeah, He He didn't get a fair shake. I think he could have got
0: a little more ice time. But hey. Wasn't in the plans for the future, so might as well get something for him. Yeah, and who knows? We don't know
1: what's behind it. Like maybe he said, I'm not signing. His agent said, I'm not re-signing. You know, uh, trade me to a contender. I don't know what what goes on behind the scenes, but whatever. It happened. It is what it is. Um, Olympic hockey. So, hey, go Canada, go. The women tonight going for gold. Yeah, Uh, against U.S. Canada squeaks out a win, one nothing against the Finns. So they play Germany, Germany with the upset. (laughs) You know that's going to happen. But, hey, these Canadians haven't been too bad, so good luck to them. (laughs) Um, And uh, George LaRock came out not too long ago, actually, earlier today, said that Bergevin's hands... Are tied," he said. That Bergevin, he knows people within the organization saying that Jeff Molson has tied Bergevin's hands, so not allowing him to make any big trades or anything like that. Wow! You believe that? I don't know. Um, I mean, I think if he George Larocque has been known to talk a little bit of jazz once in a while. But if, if, if
0: it is true, that could mean that they're trying to get someone else in the off season to run the ship. Could could be, but I don't. I don't know if that's the truth. I, yeah, of course. But I'm saying if it, is, if it is, in fact, true, maybe that's the case, right? Yeah, but I, I, I wouldn't put deals.
1: I think they're giving Mark his, his last shot here, just here, bud. This is your last chance to do it. But like I told you, and we spoke about this before, I don't blame them for overlooking every decision and, and really, like, not – I would agree to a certain uh, extent, like, the probably saying, like, listen – I want to see the trades you're making. We want to yeah. observe this. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put that past them. But who knows? We'll see what happens. And then uh, Jolson and Lindgren called up. Yeah, they were excited. I hope uh, Jolson gets a shot. I'd like to see uh, what he can do in the in the show. I'm and Lindgren is just because Price took that shot to the to the head.
0: Tank mode. Yeah, tank mode. Yeah,
1: hashtag tank
0: mode. And then Sherby got sent down a couple days ago. Yeah, he did.
1: Uh, but uh, he'll be back. I think yeah. uh, they just literally—it's—it's it's just a game they, exactly. because too many guys got to clear waivers. You might yeah, as well. Know shock, you don't want to lose back, anybody. Whatever. Did you see what happened today? It was funny. Gabriel Dumont got claimed by a yeah. team that got put that put him yeah, on waivers yeah, by, uh, in November. Yeah, Tampa put him on. Uh, Ottawa claimed them, then Ottawa waived them, and, <laughs> and they claimed them again. Yeah. So that so Montreal doesn't want to get caught in those waiver wars. No, so that's why they had to send him. He doesn't have to clear waivers, and then the roster will expand post deadline. So you will see Sherback back. I can almost guarantee it. Yes, and that's pretty much it. Uh, let's get into the show. All right, how do you feel? I feel good. How do you feel
0: now that tank mode is finally here? <laughs> um, I'm glad. And also, uh, there's rumors that Weber's being shut down for yeah. the season because he's not 100% yet. Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Look at the teams who have won the Cup over the past few years, teams like Pittsburgh's, who went into Pittsburgh's? tank. Pittsburgh's? Yeah, there's Plural? more than one. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh went into tank mode for some time. Uh, the Leafs did it, and they are slowly starting to make noise around the NHL. We need to tank in order to build the, for the future and become a cup contending team for years to come. So I'm happy it's finally happening. Yeah. Um, sit tight, even though I'd say 85% of fans aren't truly aware of the next couple seasons, even though they are in favor of the tank. But you know what? Okay, I,
1: I know we're tanking this season, but I st- I still see a quick turnaround. I, unless, I don't unless want they st- it. I know, but unless they start getting rid of, like, if they get rid of Pacioretty and a few other big pieces... Then I could see. Okay, the next few years are gonna suck. But I'm telling you, this team is only. I I truly believe they're only a couple pieces away. I really feel like this could be a different team next year if a, they acquire the pieces. It's two big pieces. That and it's are... a young man's league. Nobody expected New Jersey to be that this good this year. They made a, a trade, or you know, picking up Johansson, whatever. They they uh, drafted first overall, right? They picked up. Uh, not did it, was it first overall they got? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, he they he got sure. Heisher, sure, right? So, I mean, it, you could have a quick turnaround, making a couple moves, drafting the right player who, who can jump right into the lineup. Nobody, uh, college signing, New Jersey, for example, they signed that guy from college. Willie Butcher. Yeah, Willie Butcher. I mean, there's, there's a few guys on those radars, too. So smart moves from management. I feel yeah. like this team won't be a bottom feeder next year. I can see them being, getting back into winning ways quick. I do. I don't think they need a full tank. I think
0: it all depends on this off season.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely does. Starting yeah. starting this week till well, next trade, season.
0: deadline, trade you're not going to see many guys moved. That are well, you big never names.
1: know. Maybe somebody decides they want to make a big trade. It could happen. We're hoping we'll for see. it. We'll we're see. taking the day off, and we already yeah. got our custom
0: T-shirts. Made, no, so. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not taking the day off. I'm uh, I'm in Montreal. Oh <coughs> yeah, yeah. I'm in Montreal oh, with, uh, with yeah, my yeah. girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <That's
1: right>. Okay, <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, I'm gonna give my perspective on this. Uh, listen, man, I don't like that we're tanking. It sucks, of course. Yeah. You know, I hate it more than warm beer on a oh, hot day. Ass. I hate it more than traffic on a Friday. Mm-hmm. I hate it more than a Sunday function during football season. Baptism. I hate it. It sucks. Yeah. But we need to respect the process. We do. Uh, it's, it's what's best for
0: the team. He's best, bro.
1: Okay. A lot of people ask for the tank, and then they can continue to criticize the team. <laughs> like, listen, man, make up your mind. Um, the only positive thing I see with the Habs right now is certain individual plays, right? But even that is not consistent, man. These guys do not play as a team. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't. It's bad. I've seen more chemistry at an under-9 minor hockey tryout, I swear. That's how bad it is, man. These guys are terrible. The defense is a mess. It's causing Carey Price to be put in bad positions. He looks frustrated out there. Did you see him the other day? He uh, made that nonchalant play. He's looking crazy (laughs) frustrated out there. I mean, I don't feel like the defense does anything to help the forwards. Everybody has to work. You know double as hard just to create an offensive chance. I feel like when the defense creates an offensive chance, they put themselves in bad position and it's coming right back down our other you know the it's other just, way. It's
0: just a shit show
1: it is It's a dumpster fire. It really is for real this year. Um, it sucks to watch, but this yeah. is what we need to get that pick, yeah, um, but you know what, what I'm predicting though? I'm predicting that after the deadline, I think this team will play better hockey because I mean. I don't say that they're going to win a lo- any a lot of games or no, anything they like can't. that, but I feel like the quality of hockey will improve. Yeah, I get after what you After some pieces move, people fee- feel safe about their jobs, get the realization or at least the assumption that they're going to be a part of the future.
0: Monkeys off the back.
1: Right, yeah. And then and also I think it, it will be a last chance for some players to to earn a spot on this team. Yeah. after the deadline. You know what I mean? Cuz now it's like they got to prove are you going to be part of this, or are you going to get shipped out? So I feel like after the deadline, once people figure out, hey, I'm safe. Ooh, I'm safe. Yeah. <sighs> then I feel like uh, you're going to see just let loose, more relaxed hockey, not so uptight. I feel like they're going to... It's going to be better. I think that we'll, we'll see a better product. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so, I mean, now we'll get into just, you know, the trade deadlines around the corner. Yeah. So I feel like we'll just break down players values and what what we think we can get for them or what we will settle for. Um and this is based off who people who have been mentioned on the trade bait list or people that I think need to go or <laughs> should go. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So we all know who's on the list. Yeah, pretty much I think uh, I don't the think there'll be I don't think there'll be any surprise. Uh this guy's kind of like a bubble on
0: the bubble. JDLR, what do you think? JDLR. I mean I don't want to trade him because obviously he's still young. And I said it in previous podcasts. I do believe that he is a great talent that just needs to find his offense. Um, I don't think. Again, we're looking for. Yeah, we're still looking. (laughs) Ads ads
1: are still out. It's it's been a search. It's It's like John Renee, you know, that chick, John Renee something, that little girl that went missing and. Yeah, never mind. I have no (laughs) idea. (laughs) I'll shut up.
0: I'll shut up now. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he will fetch much value, but if I had to trade him, um, honestly, I would trade him for another prospect that really hasn't panned out in in the other team's organization. Um, And if we can get a third or fourth uh, bonus. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, If we were to trade him. Yeah, if we Which I don't,
1: and we both agree on this. We don't feel like we should trade him. Yeah. But if you are, then yeah, I agree with you. I think we trade, we should try to get him a young prospect. I think a left defenseman If you could, an Mm -hmm. LFD prospect, I don't think you're going to trade center for center. We don't want another Andrew Ghetto Martinson type deal, you know? (laughs) We don't want that where where you trade the better prospect for just a a duster. So I wouldn't even trust Mark to make a a trade for a prospect, to tell you the truth. But, I mean, I don't know. I think give this guy one more chance. He is a center after all, right? Like, give him a chance. But we'll see. If if you do, yeah, I think a fourth-round pick would be okay. I'd be okay with that or a defensive left defensive prospect, I'd be okay with that, too. Yeah, I agree. Um, Mm Moral. I don't know. I think we all agree that everybody wants this guy gone. I think
0: with Weber injured, he's seen an increase in in his play.
1: But listen, Um, and somebody tweeted, I don't know the exact words they tweeted out, but they're like, this guy
0: looks like, literally he looks like, you know,
1: In his in the offensive zone, he's like er, like Eric Carlson. I saw this, (laughs) and then
0: in the defensive zone, I forgot what it was. Yeah, I what it was.
1: Oh my god, it was hilarious. He's like he's terrible in his own zone. He like forgets to play hockey. Yeah, and Uh, then like I don't know, man. It's 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 messed.
0: (laughs) Honestly, he's got a great shot from the point. Like
1: yeah, yeah. offensively, he's got some
0: offensive flair. But his defensive aspect is terrible. So value wise, I think. If you can get a fifth for him, <laughs> I I would trade him because his value really yeah. isn't the highest. I think you,
1: you're lucky if you get a sixth. Hopefully a fifth. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see anybody wanting this guy.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't, <laughs> don't see it, man. I don't. And to tell you the truth, like I think he's gonna stay put just simply because he sucks. Nobody <laughs> wants him. And he probably cleans the snow off Julianne's car or whatever. I don't know. Who knows, (laughs) man? sucking up to the coach, getting all his ice time. So I don't see that guy going anywhere. Uh, Carl Olsner.
0: Okay. Despite how much shit we talk about him, I honestly think we can fetch something decent for him. (laughs) No, listen. I hope you're right. Perhaps a second. Because of the fact that I honestly think that Carl Alsner is a decent guy. A decent, not a decent he's guy. A nice, I don't know. He's a nice guy. He's a nice he's guy. Just guy. He's just a bad a hockey player. No, but I think the system Claude Julien runs is bad for his type of play. And oh, perhaps, come on,
1: man. I'm sick of this excuse The system, the man to man, this and that. Like, you're perhaps, an NHL
0: player, bro. Perhaps trading him to a more offensive-minded team, he would be a lot better.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe but I still the, yeah. think
0: I think we can get something and we can also package him in a deal and retain some of his salary because we have a lot of cap room. Yeah, I guess. What do you think? What do you what do you got?
1: Yeah, I got to get creative. I mean, I don't see him going newly signed contract um if we could get like a conditional
0: third. <laughs> What's the condition?
1: Like make the playoffs or whatever, <laughs> you know, a mid-level prospect. I don't know, man. At this point, I would be willing I'd be willing to part ways with him. He he was yeah. a failed experiment. He's not that bad. He isn't, but, but he the just thing shows is, is I feel like I feel like he he he's not a shutdown D man. He can't be a top four shutdown guy. So and I feel like it doesn't make sense for us to have him on the third pair. I feel like we have younger, better guys like a Mete who can play there. I feel like that's a better role for Mete, yeah. and you find somebody else to play with Petrie. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't feel like if we want to be competitive, I don't see Carl Alsner being a part of this. He, I don't think he hurts us if he's a third-pairing guy, but I would definitely put his name out there. He's available. Here's your shutdown playoff guy. He's great. Yeah. It's, it's the team that sucks, not him. I, I swear. I swear. <laughs> okay, so that's how I feel about him. Uh, Jordy Ben.
0: Honestly, I, I'd settle for anything. He's... Uh, He's been consistent this year, complete spiral season compared to last season Yeah, for him. see,
1: I'm not mad at Jordy Ben. I think that he, he's
0: okay as a depth defenseman. Eh, but I, I don't know. I think if we can get a third or a fourth, I wouldn't be upset. Um, yeah, well, you know what? Why don't I we don't just know. trade
1: him back to Dallas for
0: Greg yeah. Patteron and a pick? But Patterson's <laughs> not even in the lineup.
1: Why? What, what happened? Is he hurt? He was playing. I, I don't think he's been he? in the lineup. No, oh, I'm pretty sure he was. I Greg think he Pattern, was the I think, is having. I think he's having a better season than. I don't know. He's definitely Greg. I'd rather rather have Greg Pattern. I think he's more mobile, but I don't. I don't mind Jordy Ben. I feel like on a third pair, he'll be fine, and he's a depth guy. He could be a six-seven guy. I feel like um, if you can get a low-level prospect or a fourth rounder for him, I'd do it. Yeah. But I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'd do
0: it. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, Pattern's played 50 games. So, yeah, he's he's, yeah, been, no, he's, he's been in the lineup. He's been good. Nine he, points. From what I hear, he's been Plus good. Plus five. And he's a lot more mobile.
1: So I think it was a bad trade now. But I still don't hate Jordy Ben. I can see him being a depth guy on this team. Um, yeah. I'd okay. Still- uh, the savior. <laughs>
0: Supposed to be the savior. David Shlemko. Um, I don't think we should trade Shlemko. Really? Yeah. I don't think we've seen what he's fully capable of. And I think he's another guy that isn't doing well because of our system. He gives pizzas away like freaking charity
1: pizza event.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. So value-wise, honestly, we gave up a fifth for him. So any, if we can get a fifth or anything better, like a fourth... I think it's a success for what we gave up for him, right? Yeah. So uh, fourth he or fifth? <laughs> He's been mind. so
1: bad. Uh, I'll take whatever is offered for him, to tell you yeah. the truth. But, I mean, we've got to keep somebody. <laughs> we can't, can't get rid of all the defense. Um, who who? We, well, I guess Ben plays on the other side. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'll take whatever.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Let's just get rid of everybody and make <laughs> forwards play uh, defense. And
1: <laughs> hey, Delorié at uh, one point was a defenseman. Yeah, he was. So maybe Delorié can take his spot. I don't know. Who knows? Okay, so now we're getting to the interesting ones. Thomas Plekanic.
0: He's I, I really like Plekanic. Not on my team, but um, for w- trade-wise. I think he can really help a squad out. Um, he's one of the better shutdown centers in the game, but, uh, his lack of offense in recent year hurt him. Um, I think we can possibly get a second or a third out of him. Yeah. So nothing to shake a stick at with a second or a third. A lot of some, I can't remember what, who it was, but someone was saying that they could like, we were actually looking like we could actually get a first for him. I was like, what? Depends what team, but I doubt it. I don't know. We'll see. Right. I heard uh, a lot of rumors around Pittsburgh. With yeah.
1: Um, okay, for me, for the record first, I own a Placanich jersey. Okay. And I vowed to wear it every day this week since it could be his last week in Montreal. So. Uh, and then if he's traded, it will join P.K. Subban's jersey in the storage yeah. box with the mothballs. Yeah. So I will wear Plakanich's jersey every day this week. Um, I think that he's worth... A second at you know oh, maybe a conditional first where like if they make it two rounds in the playoffs or whatever it turns or to a first. He has four
0: plecky clap bombs. Uh, yeah, in like the I
1: playoffs. don't know, or, I don't know, but maybe a conditional first. I don't see him getting just a straight up first. I can I, we hope for a second. Um, the I think the lowest I would accept is a third. Yeah, right. If if you can get a third round pick. Maybe a conditional, like a conditional second, I think is the best because it'll it'll be a third if they don't make it past the first round or something like that, like if something like that. But yeah, yeah you creative. get creative. But I think the the worst we can do is a third because it's better than nothing. Yeah, because we're probably not gonna resign them or maybe they are. And I would take them in a room and say, "Listen, Flecky, if you really want to come back, we're gonna set, we're gonna trade you to a contender, go play, try to win a cup, then come back next year. It's not that hard to do." Yeah, you know. I guess we gotta see.
0: Okay, uh, Andrew Shaw. Yeah, interesting one. Um, I don't think he'll be traded, um, which sucks because he's the type of player you should try and trade. And there's actually reports that Bergerman's saying that he's not available. So which is all, ridiculous. We all know we all know what happens when Bergeron says we, someone's not available. Our, our
1: team is not in the position to say players are not available. Yeah, but Sorry. you
0: all know you, we all know what happens yeah, when Bergeron yeah, says yeah. that. Well, Gretzky got traded, right?
1: What? Gretzky got traded. So that's the, that's what everybody always points out. Eugene Mellick said it the other day. Even Mark Bergevin has said that before. Well, If Gretzky got traded, then anybody could get traded.
0: Yeah. But uh, value-wise, I think we can get a second or a third if we ship him out with a lower prospect. Because mm. he's a good player. He's yeah, like... I think
1: he's valuable, especially for a team making the... The playoff push. I mean, if you trade him, I would hope to get two second-round picks. <laughs> what we gave yeah. up for him, right? Yeah, that's what you would want. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get it. Of course not. Um, I think a third rounder and a prospect, I'd be happy with. Yeah, if we could, if we could do that. Um, he's valuable. You know, I'm interested to see if we can make a, a good trade here with Andrew Shaw. I think he should be available. Um, listen, if if he sees him a part of the future, I think he's he's stupid because first of all, he's very injury prone. Mm-hmm. Very injury-prone. He's a character guy, but he, you could see like the way he plays, he's, he, he's young, but he's taken a lot of punishment. Yeah. Right? So we need skill. So I think we need to sell him before it's too late. We don't want him to turn into one of those players who just, you know, like David Clarkson-type players. And <laughs> what's that other guy who got the Achilles injury, played for the Leafs, Boland, right? yeah. Like, yeah. Those are those rough type of – David Boland. Kind of power forwards. I know he's more of a grinder, but you know what I mean. Like eventually a couple injuries and then that's it. They're out of the they're out of the game. Yeah. So I think uh, try and get what you can for him now. Agreed. That's how I feel about Shaw. And okay, Maximilian.
0: Pacioretti. Maximilian. What do you think? Value wise, he's the guy you want to trade. He's got the best value yeah, right now. Of course. Um, but I don't think I don't think we're gonna trade him at deadline. Which uh, I said that last show, but I think we can fetch a young roster center, a first rounder, and a prospect, possibly a second with that. Maybe a conditional second if uh, patches scores a certain amount of goals in the playoffs this uh, season. Yeah, becomes a first or something.
1: Yeah, like I think definitely a highly regarded center prospect is what you're looking for. Yeah, a first or a second. You need a first or a second, and a top nine projected young NHLer, mm-hmm. right? That, for sure. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a young NHLer, a guy who can probably come into the lineup next year, a uh, highly regarded center prospect and a first or a second round pick. That's what you got to go for if you're trading Patrik. Yeah. That that's number one thing. And it has to be a highly regarded center. Yeah. You know? So And then Galchenyuk. I know I don't want to trade him. I know, but his name is out there.
0: Um, I think it would be an absolute disaster if you trade him. Because I truly believe he's ready to take his play to the next level, and we've seen flashes of it this season. So Bergerman would be stupid to trade him unless it's a boatload of stuff, like a boatload of picks and prospects or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think his play has helped him value that much. Um this season. He's been okay. He's been a little bit of a ghost at times, but I wouldn't settle for anything because he's in my rebuild plans.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it would be a huge, huge mistake to trade him. I don't like that idea at all. But, I mean, if you do, if it's you're going to trade It's got to be something very yeah, intriguing. You like, gotta get, instantly uh, it instantly changes there's our only future. One way and, you tra- if you can get a partner for Weber you, uh, some way, yeah. then you can involve him in a trade. If you can get a proven center
0: then you can involve him in the trade. Yeah, like if it instantly makes us better and also yeah. sets us up for the future, of course. Right.
1: That's that's the only way. It has to be a very well thought out trade. Can't be a one for one.
0: No, type not of a deal chance.
1: where you're going to hope on something no. This is a talented player. Don't trade him unless you're getting a sure thing. Be smart. Yeah, for sure. This kid could if you give him a good centerman, this kid could be Uh, A 30-goal scorer, for sure, easily. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty much it. So all those names we mentioned, I think those are guys on the radar. Uh, You see anybody else that we missed, maybe, that you think would get traded?
0: Uh, I mean, unless there's a big trade. Yeah, unless there's a big trade.
1: Like, we spoke about other young guys. I don't think those guys are guys that they're going to want to get rid of. But, I mean, the only way I see them going is if there's a package for a bigger...
0: Yeah, I, like I said, I don't see Bergeron making a big splash at deadline. So. Yeah, me either. But those are the
1: guys. The guys we mentioned are the guys we're probably looking to get rid of for picks at least. Yeah. Okay, so that's leading into our next question here. What can Mark do this trade deadline for it to be considered a success?
0: What would make you feel happy? Honestly, the best thing he can do is set himself up with picks. Just picks and picks and picks. Leading up to the draft, um, because if you aren't going to keep the picks, at least try and package some of the picks that you acquired at deadline to get a top center guy or a top D-man guy, uh, top D-man at, at draft, um, just getting a bunch of picks at draft and if he could potentially acquire a Deno type player at the deadline, it wouldn't be bad, bad either, where you like, you traded, uh. Like how he like how we traded uh, Fleischman and yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. for the like, like and yeah. picks right like, like if part, you can yeah. do something like that like a couple roster players yeah like that that's I like that type yeah, of deal yeah that's a good yeah I, I agree with
1: that um I think he needs to unload at least three players okay mm. he's got rid of one already but I think two t- another two players at least get as many draft picks. Three to four draft picks, I think, minimum. I think I'd be happy with that. Yeah. If he can manage that, I think he did his job for the deadline. Um, If he can do more, that's a a bonus, right? Uh, But he needs to collect picks and prospects. So if he can collect three picks and a prospect, I'd be happy. Three to four draft picks, I think that that would be a success for him. Um, He cannot, and I repeat, he cannot make any hard gambles. One for one, risky trades. Uh, Picks... It's either a picks, center, or a left defenseman. That's what you're looking for. Even if you're getting prospects, you should look for a center prospect, left defenseman prospect. You restock those cupboards. Um, (laughs) And if he does nothing, I think it's a fail. I think he needs to do something here. At least get Get a few picks. picks. You got to. You have to.
0: If he doesn't acquire any, if he doesn't trade guys like Placanic. Or it's a
1: mistake. It's a mistake. Or one of
0: the D men like Jordy Ben or Schlemko or something. It's just, it looks, it, it yeah, it, no, it's bad. I think
1: That's a fail in my eyes. I, and I yeah. will
0: criticize him for that. So, hey, we keep
1: hearing he's the busiest GM. How many years we hear that he's the busy? Oh, he's on the phone all the time. Yeah, oh, he went over his data three months in a row. He's, uh, <laughs> he's busy. You know, like, listen, yeah. Mark, stop hiding behind the goddamn <laughs> plants and get her done. It's time to go, buds.
0: Throw on that beauty suit and
1: get her done. Okay, so it's time now for Do You Have the Answers? So what do you got for me? I'm going to give you four options here. Okay. And I want to know which one of these options is worse than the Montreal Canadiens' defense this year. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I want you to explain your choice and give a a small defense for the others. So A is the NFL replacement refs. You mm-hmm. remember the NFL? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Players, they were more concerned about their fantasy football team <laughs> than <laughs> officiating the games properly. Yeah. Uh, B, the South Korean men's hockey team. Oh my god. They're not too bad, but yeah. what do you mean? They've only like had <laughs> one goal in their whole tournament. <laughs> no, I think they've had more. Uh, C, a keeping up with the Kardashians TV marathon. This is all day of just Courtney Kim.
0: And Kayla, what? He <laughs> didn't know the other ones' name. Courtney, Kim, and um, what's her face? What's his face's illegitimate daughter? Yeah, Chloe. Uh, Chloe. There yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, and just, the juice, their, the just juice. them
1: annoying a marathon. Yeah. And D having Lavar Ball as your father, or just Lavar <laughs> Ball period. <laughs> So, A, the replacement refs, yeah. B, the South Korean men's hockey team, C, keeping up with the Kardashians' TV marathon, D, having Lavar Ball as your father. Which one of these is
0: worse than the Montreal Canadiens' defense this year? C. Dude, I can't stand the Kardashians, and I wish <laughs> that they would just disappear off the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're so, like, they're so useless, Okay. They're so useless. Like literally, Kim Kardashian's posting about a bunch of nudes and like you're a mom. Like man, like smarten up. Grow up. Grow up. Okay, so
1: see why? So the NFL replacement refs. Okay, me a defense for
0: them. Defending the replacements refs. Replacement refs. They were absolutely terrible. <laughs> but the way I look at it, if they weren't there, then there would be a, a lockout and we wouldn't have football. Yeah, so at least
1: they 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 did. They what helped they us could. out. Let yeah. us watch some football.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. You know what? That's good. Korean men's hockey team. You can't really blame a team for trying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually looked it up. They only <laughs> had one goal. Did they? Yeah. I think they had one goal and uh, goals against was like mm, ten or eleven. Ah, hey, hey, good goalie. <laughs> um, so you shouldn't
1: really have well, yeah, expectations. They're, hey, they're holding it down for their country, right? Yeah. You shouldn't so really give have them, expectations I'll give them props. for them. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, Lavar Ball. Come on, man. He's, dude, he's <laughs> successful at being a stooge and, and getting recognition for being a stooge. So, good for him. But it was honestly, it was a toss up between LeVar Ball and Kardashians.
1: Okay, so
0: like I was, I was itching towards Lavar Ball, but I, I can't stand the Kardashians. <laughs> so useless. Okay,
1: all right. So that's pretty good. So I guess that's a posi- That's probably the only positive thing for the Montreal Canadiens defense. Yeah, year. you're not.
0: You're you're worse than uh, the Kardashians. You're not worse. You're not than the worse than the Kardashians. Sorry. Okay.
1: So there you go. Not bad. Yeah. Okay.
0: It's time for the tweets of the week. <laughs> what you got? All right. I got a interesting. Well, not really interesting. Just something I saw and I came across and kind of gave me like a okay, good job, uh, Bergerman. Well done. Uh, Brayton Wilson. Um. Tweeted out, Nathan Beaulieu has been on the ice for three of the four goals against today. He's got one year left on his deal, and we traded our third-round pick this year for a guy that has one goal and six points in 40 games. He was supposed to come in and help w- make the defense more dynamic. Well, hashtag savers. Yeah. So it wasn't just our system. Beaulieu no, just no, I He's a bust. He's a bust. He's a Terrible. So we got a third for him. <clears throat> yeah. So good. Good yeah, for Berger I think Ray. that's
1: not bad, yeah. We got to give him, hey, the man deserves his props yeah. once in a while, and yeah, I'll give him his props for that. A good, good catch. Yeah. Uh, mine comes from Browns Nation, a Cleveland Brown fan. Okay. And he tweeted out, he's, he tweeted out, I'm sick of RG3. Why am I following him? I don't know. Maybe some stuff that RG3 posted. And RG3 actually commented and said, because I'm responsible for your last win. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did it. Yes, he did. What a I G! Swear, he he. Look, I'll show you. Is <laughs> <You see> it? <laughs> he Where'd <did> you find <laughs>
0: that? It was on Twitter. No, that's amazing. <laughs> you guys are responsible for your last win. What a G! Oh man,
1: so I love when when uh, players or celebrities like respond celebrities, to yeah. people on Twitter and just like get them. So I thought that was hilarious. I nice. de- definitely had a chuckle to that. That was a good one. All right, so uh, we're gonna take a break now. On the other side, we will have quick thoughts and we will have our guest, Mr. Chris G from the Habs 360 podcast, so stick around.
2: Want the latest Habs news? With game previews, reviews, and
0: highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking
2: to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brampton Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net.
1: Here they come, the boys in the bright white sports car. And we're back. Hey, Back guys. at it again. What's up? All right, so quick thoughts. Um, do you think, like, are you sick of defensive-minded coaches for the Habs? Are you sick of it? Yeah. I'm sick <laughs> of it. I'm sick of it. I know, right? I it don't... doesn't it feel like, when's the last time we actually had an offensive-minded coach? Like, it feels like forever. I'm sick of this. Like, let's play interesting, fun
0: hockey. Yeah, and I, I don't think in the new NHL, you, you can't have a defensive-minded coach it uh, doesn't work as well anymore. One guy said the other day, "Like
1: I want Guy Boucher to take over." I'm like, Dude, I almost wanted to jump through the screen and punch him. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? A more defensive minded coach? Like, yeah. no,
0: no. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it works anymore. Um, especially since our offensive talent isn't exactly skilled enough to work off a more counter attack type. Uh, we need a coach who will sustain pressure in the offensive zone and be able to transition right out of uh, the defensive zone and spark up more offense. I think that's what this team
1: needs. I, th- I feel like this team would be much better suited for an offensive type team. Yeah. Okay.
0: And so. it allows all the offense to start uh, just Let her loose. Let it loose. Um, and then another thing that came to my mind. Yeah, a quick, thought. quick thought. Another yeah. quick
1: uh, thought. Are you worried that the Montreal Canadiens are going to have a hard time getting the young generation and just future fans in general to cheer for them? Because fans like to see uh, winning teams. You know, young fans, they don't want to watch teams lose and suck. They, they, I find that they jump and they follow. Like, the Leafs are going to get a lot of young fans because they got the superstar player, Austin Matthews. They're winning. They're exciting. Do you think we're going to have trouble getting new fans?
0: No. I, I don't think the issues with the Habs is the young generation cheering for them. I think our issue is having an old school mentality with constantly having to cater to having a French speaking GM and coach. This is biased because I'm, I mean, like my opinion might be a little bit biased because I'm from outside of Montreal. I'm not a French speaking Montreal Canadian fan, but at the end of the day, we're limiting, we're limiting ourselves to a small size of candidates for the GM and coach position. There are plenty of quality coaches we can have. So I'm worried that the Habs will never be able to get to the, best candidates out for coaches or gms because of the unwritten francophone rule the organization has
1: yeah yeah i guess so i mean i just something that i think about it's like are yeah. these, am i gonna have a hard time getting my you know kids
0: to cheer for the habs i hope not hey son we need come, a good product come watch the habs game with dad no they they suck <laughs> they, haven't yeah. won a, they haven't won a game in seven years yeah
1: exactly so we don't want that all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Children it's time of all ages for everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. How do you get Okay, who are you punching in the face this week? You go first. Okay, I'm punching the fans who were taunting Devonte Smith-Pelly. Yeah, at the Blackhawks cap game on the weekend. Okay. These are idiotic fools, OK? They were yelling basketball at Smith Pelly, pretty much insult, insinuating sorry, and insulting him. You know, they were insinuating that he shouldn't be playing hockey and he should be playing basketball. That's disgusting. Yeah. It's embarrassing. And those people should not only be banned from that arena, but they should be banned from every NHL arena, period, OK? It's unacceptable. Those people deserve to get coal for Christmas every year, okay? They deserve hork in their hamburgers. They deserve to watch hockey at home alone in a dark basement with a non-HD quality TV. So here is a Superman punch. Clothesline, since there was a few of them, right? It's like, yeah, because Superman punch can't hit all of them. So I'm going to give a
0: clothesline to you. whoop <laughs> whoop how do you can? Okay. <sighs> Who are you punching? Well, they're not just getting one punch in a clothesline. Because today, I too am punching those buffoons.
1: There you go. That said all the nasty oh, things yeah. to
0: DSP. Tag team match. Former Hab. The, um, the rockers coming in here now. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting that a person has to endure something such as racism in today's day and age. It's a disgusting act and those people should never be allowed to step foot inside a sports arena ever again. I agree with you. But also, okay, first of all, here's, here's, the, here's the punch. Okay? How do you get? Also, with that punch, today I am using my fist to fist bump Anthony Duclair. He basically said that those Blackhawks fans, or people, not even true fans, they're not really fans if they are willing to treat a person of color that way. And they did that while they have a player of color on their roster. Yeah. Exactly. So good for him, and good for all the people that have grown up and realized that we're all the same. We all bleed the same. We all breed the same, and we're all the same. Period. So good for you. And go yeah, watch Black
1: e- Panther. It's a good movie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, okay. you watched it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was very good. good yeah, very I heard good. it was good. I enjoyed
1: it. Yeah. Um, you didn't invite me. Uh, I wasn't in town. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. My apologies. No problem. Okay. So uh, next, we're going to talk to uh, Mr. Chris G from the Habs 360 podcast.
0: All right. Today, we have Chris G, who is a writer for all Habs, and he is one of the hosts of the Habs 360 podcast. Chris, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Ah, not too bad. Not Doing too good. Bad. Doing good. So, Chris, getting to know you a little bit better. Uh, we obviously know that you're a Habs supporter.
2: When did you become a Habs fan? And What's your best Habs memory? Well, I guess I'm going to date myself a bit. Um, I've become a Habs fan, I would say, in the 1980s, uh, late 1980s. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm born and raised in the city of Montreal. And, and you know, back then, the only option on TV, it's not like today, where you could watch pretty much any game that you want, whether it be on TV or on the Internet. Back then, you only had the one option, is whatever that one CBC channel was showing we're the Montreal uh, Canadiens. Yeah, but it was it's it was more than that. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad used to get uh, stand-up tickets at the Montreal Forum from a oh, wow. client. Nice. Yeah, I used to get that. I would say about three to four times a season, and he, my dad would take turns just bringing either me Or my brother to the game. Mm-hmm. And well, we also used to go to the the Humpty Dumpty practice. Oh, really? <laughs> so, really? Yeah. So like. <laughs> So th- now I think it's bec- it's named like the Provigo practice, the one that's open for uh, for the public for free. So back then it used to be called the Humpty Dumpty practice, and, you know, it used to be fun. Did they it give out free, mar- free chips?
1: Free chips? Humpty Dumpty chips? <laughs> <dumpy> uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't
2: remember, actually. That's a good question. But uh, you'd think that they, that they would um, dish out a couple of cents on a bag of chips for everybody. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. And, you know, my dad being an immigrant, uh, he didn't really know like the rules of hockey. So my brother and I really had to watch the games yeah. to study the sport, to learn the rules, etc. And it also helped that in, ni- in the late 1980s and the early 90s that the team was actually successful. Mm-hmm. So by the time I was 13 years old, I was able to see the Canadians in three Stanley Cup finals. They had won two of them. <laughs> So I'm not sure how many 13-year-olds uh, can say that in our days, right? Yeah. Not, uh, not many. No, seriously. And in terms of memory, I would say there was... Th- I know you asked me for a one, but I'll cheat and I'll name you two. <laughs> no problem, no problem. <laughs> so it was actually, they were both during the 1993 Stanley Cup final. Okay. Uh, when the Canadians were facing the, the Kings. Uh, the first memory from... Um, from that series was actually game number three. It was a Saturday night, the Montreal Forum series was tied uh, one apiece, and well, with my luck, I was still a teenager at that time. I was thirteen years old. I had a wedding to go to. Ooh, oh, rough. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, in at my age back then, you yeah, I sort of had to go because my parents were going. Yeah, you had no choice. Yeah, and then what? Well, what we did to make sure we don't miss. Or we miss us the, um, the least possible from the game is we brought a Walkman, you know those <laughs> yellow ones. <laughs> there? Yeah, 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 yeah. We all had one of those. <laughs> nice. Walkmans. Yeah, those yellow Sony uh, Walkmans <laughs> that we had with us. I would pop th- pop those in in our headphones, and even the groom would come check check in on us, like what's the score, guys? Tell me what's the score. <laughs> so that was pretty uh, that was pretty memorable, but and. My second memory is still part of that same Stanley Cup final, mm-hmm. uh, but this was after the Canadians won the cup, so it's the it's the morning of the Stanley Cup parade, and I'm still in high school at that time. Okay. And while well, the the day of the parade, I had a final exam. I think it was for one of those courses that nobody cares about. I think it was home <laughs> meds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then it was like I had a dilemma. What do I do? Do I go for the final exam? Do I go to the parade? So what I did is I asked my uh, my older brother for his opinion, <laughs> and as an as a any Habs fan, older brother would say is like, screw the exam, let's go to the parade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Right>? yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, I, and now looking back, thank goodness I did because there hasn't been a parade since. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that was you kind made of a great, a, great
0: choice. And your brother probably, uh, good Good on your brother. Great advice from your brother.
2: <laughs> I know, eh? I had a <laughs> life lesson. <laughs> Funny thing is, I still, even though I didn't show up for the exam, I did need to rewrite it, and I still ended up passing the course. Nice. It was a win-win. Awesome, win. awesome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now,
0: we all know that you're uh, the host of uh, the podcast Habs360, uh, which is offered by allhabs.net. How long has the Habs 360 podcast been around, and what was the motivation behind it?
2: Well, we're in uh, season number eight okay. of, uh, of the podcast, so we actually started in, uh, well, I started in 2010, 2011, so I was doing podcasts before it became cool, kind of thing, like they yeah. say. <laughs> uh, the first couple of seasons, it was under a different name, uh, it used to be called uh, Chat Habs, mm-hmm. and I and used to have two co-hosts George and Reggie and then as the years went on the show uh, the show evolved Um, my uh, for a couple of years uh, Peter was my co-host and then for the last couple of seasons it's been uh, Rick from um, from All Habs Uh, it was rebranded Habs 360 about this probably the third season that it's been rebranded as Habs 360 and we got associated to uh, All Habs .NET, it was um, a couple of years back, I met Rick in the Brossard as we're watching, a, I think it was a training camp. And that's where we, we first met, spoke some business, and then we became partners. And since then, I think that the show has evolved, whether it comes in, uh, in terms of quality, whether it be of, this, of the technological point of view or even uh, content. It's, um, it's really evolved since then. Become very interactive. And new segments. Almost every season, we come up either with a new segment or a a new feature. Okay. And sometimes, we, and sometimes we make those up on the fly, right? Like as the show starts, we're like okay, this is a new, this is a new segment as we um, as we go on. Yeah. And I would say the uniqueness of our podcast is that we record our podcast live.
0: Yeah. I, which I really like that.
2: Yeah, so it's just no other Habs podcast does that. And that comes with its thrills and its risks. Yeah, for well. sure. <laughs> so it's, it's the thrill because you don't know what's going to happen next. And risks is because, you know, sometimes things do go wrong. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, yeah. and then you just have to reel them back. But it's uh, it's still exciting. It's, it's quite uh, different. Uh, we've had... Um, Lots of guests. Yeah, that's, that's our, one our, thing
1: I noticed. You guys have great guests, a lot yeah. of great content on the show. It's, it's, it's a really good podcast.
2: Yeah, we've gotten, like, over the years, like, great guests, whether it be from beat reporters who follow the team, broadcasters. We've gotten former NHL players. So we really gotten a... Um, a good portfolio of uh, friends of the show for uh, for a podcast. To our listeners,
1: uh, you know, don't stop listening to us just because,
2: you know, Chris has the better guest. <laughs> He's been
1: around <laughs> longer. So, yeah, okay, guys, just uh, we're not trying to steer you away. There's a, I'm, you know, listen to both. Listen to all exactly. that all has to, has to offer. Exactly.
2: Uh, yeah, we, we we compliment each other. Exactly. We're <laughs> like cheese and yeah. wine. There you go. <laughs> exactly. And in terms of motivation, uh, back then in 2010, 2011, we were talking about Habs all the time anyways, like like the water cooler talk when it comes to the Montreal Canadiens. So then we're like, you know, why not uh, put this show in the air kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Because it's easy to call in to, I don't know, let's say TSN 690. And what ends up happening there is you wait on hold for, you could easily wait on hold for 30 minutes, if not more before you get on the air and then when you get on the air you get 30 seconds and then you're cut off yeah so like you wasted th- 30 minutes of your time and most of the time like, the hosts are just talking amongst each other mm-hmm. and then you get on for 30 seconds and they, they you're, you're gone yeah yeah you they just brush you off yeah exactly
0: well now talking habs we all know the Hab season it's 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 been quite the adventure and roller coaster ride to say the least. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> just not a very good season altogether. Um if you can choose one positive thirin- thing from this terrible season, what would it be?
2: Uh it's a tough question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it is. really tough.
1: I think the best thing about the season is our podcasts. To yeah, <laughs> that for all sure. has to offer that's for probably sure the best sure.
2: thing. helping
0: <laughs> us keep sane.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I would say probably the one positive that I would select would be Brendan Gallagher. Oh, for sure. Uh, And when you look at the Canadians, the way they've been playing uh, lately, you have the impression that everybody has given up. At least that's what it looks like, except for Gallagher. Gallagher, I don't think there's anybody who has any doubt whether he's given up or not, because you know that he hasn't. He gives 100% on uh, every other shift he never takes a shift or or a game um a game off and you and you can really tell from the way that he plays he still goes in front of the net for him whether it's it's a uh, game one of the season or whether it's game one of the playoffs he he's always in that uh in that mold where he always gives his uh his 100 his 100 percent. and i'll give you guys a hot take All right. okay if Max, if I think if Max Pacioretty gets traded, whether it be now at the trade deadline or uh, during the offseason, I think Brendan Gallagher should be the next captain. I know uh, a lot of people think that should be Shea Weber because yeah. of the previous experience that he had, whether it be whether when he was in Nashville or whether with the Team Canada. But I, to me, it's clear. I think it's Brendan Gallagher should be the next one from just from the way he always faces the media. Whether it's after a win or a loss, he steps up and he speaks to the media. And like I mentioned earlier, he's always on the ice. He's the true. Uh, he's a very. Tr- he's a true leader.
0: He's he he really is. He's he's the heart of. <laughs> it's gonna be like you know.
2: I, I definitely agree. Uh, I think that
1: he's captain material. Hundred percent. It's just I think it's gonna be tough to give it to him over a guy like Shea Weber. I don't know how that would look, right? I know. Yeah. Like it, it would Don't you think it would kind of look weird? Because he's the veteran, the big man on the team. Like, I don't know. I, I I would support the decision, and I think he's a great candidate. I just feel like, how would Shea Weber feel?
2: Well, I think you could always spin it as Brendan Gallagher's young and he's heading into his prime of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Where Weber is, he's tailing off, a kind of thing, or he's at, at the back end of his career. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And <laughs> uh, and you know what? Like, I still haven't even spoken about Gallagher's performance on the ice yet. So like, he's he's on pace to score almost thirty goals. Yeah. And and that's a lot more than I would say probably all of us were expecting, even when we didn't know the Canadians would be so bad this year. Yeah. No. I didn't yeah. So no. Yeah, you're definite.
1: right. I mean, he definitely has all the tools. He he works hard. He's putting up the numbers. He he. He battles. He, he you know, he proves it every day on the ice. I mean, of course, what else do you want from a captain, right?
2: Exactly. And he could, you know, he could penalty kill. He, he blocks the shots, even though he's gotten injured, or was it twice on his hand? You still see him. He doesn't shy away from uh, from blocking shots or anything. So uh, definitely Gallagher. He's my uh, he's bright uh, spot, my (laughs) my positive. Yeah, of the season for the Canadians.
1: Well, speaking of captains, I know some people think that. He is our true captain, Mr. Carey Price. Uh, I mean, he's, he's looked bad at times this season. Do you think that – are you worried about him, or do you think that this is just the team in front of him and he's just a product of his environment?
2: I think it's a, it's a mix of both. Like, no doubt about it that the defense in front of him uh, has been, on know, horrible. And I, and I think I'm being nice, but just by saying horrible. <laughs> yeah, 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 seriously. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a nice. W- that's the uh, PG rated version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and we saw at the start of the season, up to a point where he was um, before he got injured. I found that price was allowing at least uh, one bad goal a game at that uh, at that time. Like the defense was bad, but so was he. Like at at that stretch. Yeah. Uh, when when he came back. From his injury, and, uh, and I think ever since then, he's he's been a lot better than he was at the start of at, uh, that first stretch. But he isn't playing, I find, at the level that we've seen him play in in the past. He's not playing at uh, Carey Price level. I don't think he's playing as, a, as an elite uh, goaltender. So I think he's a little bit a victim of his own success. He was so good in the past, and now we're expecting him to make those impossible saves. Yeah and this season he's not making those impossible saves like we haven't seen that from him uh, this year and you know we say that your best players need to be your best players and carry your team and lead them to victory if you look at this season can you actually there's a is there actually a game where carrie price like stole a game but led the team to a victory no,
0: I don't. I don't. I don't think that's the problem, right? He's had head.
2: good games and he's had good sequences
1: in the games, but I just feel like it's too many mistakes. And then eventually, like, they get to him and he hasn't been able to steal a game. But I also feel like the defense just hasn't
2: played well enough. Right? Defense yeah, steals has
0: the to. game from him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, his own defense steals the game.
2: Yeah. And like, I always feel like he always allows that one extra goal and it's right it's always not enough so i am a little worried about him and but to be fair i was worried also about him and his contract even before the season started yeah
1: Yeah, it's a little hefty
2: yeah it's it's a high percentage i find to give to a goaltender and and if you give him that kind of percentage well he needs to be uh, a difference maker and we haven't seen that uh this year and well if price if he plays the same like he has this season, like would you be better off taking that ten million to try to attract like another premium forward and have someone like lingering in goal, and then you get like a veteran as a backup? Because if he's playing this way, I think that ten million dollars that he's supposed to get next season on the cap, I think you could find yeah, better ways to spend it. Yeah, it's it's for scary. sure. It's scary.
1: It's scary. It's starting to look scary now.
2: Yeah, definitely it is. So. Uh, we'll see, because even the game against uh, Vegas over the weekend when he came in, I don't
1: know, he didn't seem. Uh yeah, and he looked frustrated with his players
2: too. Yeah, he looked. Yeah, really I mean, frustrated. it's
0: got to be frustrating for the guy. Like,
2: yeah, it, yeah. there's only so much he
0: doesn't he's look locked
1: in. I know he's a, he's a nonchalant goalie, but he hasn't looked locked in. I think he's sick of the team in front of him. I think that has to do with it. But you can't help but worry because he hasn't looked sharp. His his the way he moves, the way he's he, he's out of position at times. It's been it's definitely a uh, red flag.
2: Yeah, for sure. And and you know they say like the numbers don't tell everything, but if you look at his numbers and now we've he's had a good chunk of games, he's not up there for none of the stats. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely not. So
0: now we all know that the Habs have some holes. <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> just some, just some.
0: So obviously we need a top center and a top D man. If you had to package if you had to put together a package to acquire a top center or top D-man, which players would you be willing to trade, and who would your untouchable players be?
2: Well, my package would be Joe Moore for Connor McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. No, Connor no, and okay. McDavid and some, right? Yeah. Need some yeah, yeah, Joe Moore's <laughs> high value. Yeah, no, okay, I'll be realistic about this, but... <laughs> uh, uh, I think a player who could probably get us the most value, and I'm, I'm actually even sad that I'm going to say this, is probably Alex Galchenyuk. Okay. Uh, I don't. S- it doesn't look like he's in the Canadiens' plans. So if he's n- if he's not in your plans, you might as well trade him to get something valuable from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and like I said, I think he still has value, and, and I think he could get you a decent uh, return. Like we heard over the summer that apparently. Uh, he was offered to a lot of teams. Apparently, the Canadiens and the Devils were close to um, to concluding a trade for Galchenyuk. Would Galchenyuk get your number one center? Probably not alone. But if you could throw in, I don't know, like a Lindgren, like a Julesen, or mm-hmm. a couple of draft picks, maybe, uh, maybe you could get one. But then you've pretty much emptied all the cupboard. There's nothing left <laughs> behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the Canadians and. Well, in terms of untouchables, I think as a general manager, you should listen to calls for any player on your team. For like sure. If, and it's a, it's the GM's job, Brejvink, to make the team better. So whether you get a, uh, a call for Carey Price, whether it be for anybody, you, you listen. But there's a couple of players that, if I was a general manager, it would take me a lot to trade. Mm-hmm. So one would be, carry Price, and I know that he has like a no-trade clause, but you know, I'd still listen if somebody calls. Yeah, uh, Brendan Gallagher is another player that I think it would take a lot for me to trade. Uh, Max Pacioretty <laughs> would take a lot because if you're taking away your only player, that's a consistent scorer, and On you have a team nobody that else can't left. Score, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, and there's nobody else like in the wing to uh, to come up and score those goals so it would take a lot and it would take a lot also for me to trade Alex Gal Galchenyuk
0: mm-hmm.
2: and everybody else it's fair game. It, fair game yeah you make an offer if it's good even you know, Jonathan Drouin if I get a good deal
1: I would <laughs> yeah. that would look so bad though on his part because I mean he just makes a big trade trades our best defensive prospect, and then now he's getting rid of it, like that would be terrible,
2: yeah, yeah, and but but then you think about it like that means he can't trade joy, he can't trade uh, shea weber he who else well, he, he could it just it looks bad, <laughs> yeah it, it looks bad, it definitely so does yeah.
0: now, with the trade deadline coming up, um, what does Mark need to do in order for him to be consi- to have a considerable successful trade deadline
2: well i think uh first of all we need to know what the plan is and then we, we would know if he's successful to achieving it but like is the plan to rebuild is the canadians plan just to make some minor tweaks just and then re retry again next season to uh, to get into the playoffs but i'm considering the fact that i think it was Pierre brown dine Dragger from tsn who said that apparently Andrew Shaw is not available for trades, which is like (laughs) that's a whole different story, (laughs) by the way, (laughs) it's a a little bit of a joke. But if Andrew Shaw isn't available, I'm assuming that they're probably looking just for minor moves. They're probably going to put this down as a um, as a bad season. and. I've even mentioned this on the, on HAP 360. I think the Canadians' excuses at the post-season press conference are are already determined. Yeah, it's it like yeah. a, oh, yeah,
0: it's like a copy and paste every yeah,
2: year. Yeah, yeah. The excuses this year will be: well, Carey Price was hurt. <laughs> uh, Shea, Shea Weber got hurt in Game One, and he yeah. and he played injured for all those months. So yeah. you know, it's it's bad luck. Yeah, they have those Kinda.
1: excuses. That's a, you know, those are going to be the excuses. Or it's on me. Uh, it's on me I didn't make the defense <laughs> good You know I <laughs> thought it was better It's on me uh, It's been on him Way too much
2: I think Yeah Yeah And You know Like if we're, we're talking about The Canadians Need to get like A number one Like a top center It's not something You could do At the trade deadline That's something no. they that could do During the off season Or through free agency Exactly So so mi- More realistically I see them Probably trading away Thomas Plekhanets I hope they do yeah, me, yeah too. me too. And all UFAs, if you get anything out of them, even the draft pick, go ahead. But my wish list would be wish list means this is what I do wish, but I don't expect none of these guys to get moved. Will be Carl Alsner, Andrew <laughs> yeah. Shaw, oh, number one. Yeah, Shea Weber, and David Schlemko. That's my wish list, but I know none of those guys will get that traded at the deadline.
1: Yeah, it's it's a long shot. I mean, we spoke ab- We spoke about it earlier in the podcast about this exact thing, and uh, I think, f- in my opinion, it'll be successful if he gets four to five picks, maybe a prospect, at least four picks. I, I think he needs to try and get as many picks as possible. That's yeah, for he sure. He can't stay. He can't stay. Pat. I think if he doesn't make uh, uh, any moves, uh, he can't. S- like, it's gonna be unsuccessful for him for sure.
2: Yeah, and he actually d- he d- he started with uh with by getting a pick.
1: Yeah, exactly. With Jacob uh, Jacob Yerbeck, we were going to ask you about that too. So, what do you think of that trade?
2: I don't think it's a it's a big deal. I I was uh, when I was checking Twitter when the trade was announced. Some people seemed to make like a big deal, like it was a big failure from Brusovin to have traded Yerbeck. But I don't think like it's uh, it's a big deal that they trade Yerbeck after twenty five games. What I what I did find weird is that he hadn't played for so long. Prior to him getting traded, yeah, yeah, L- like if you're trying to trade a player like that, why don't you make him play, make him look better, and uh, you make his value go a bit higher than the fifth round?
1: Yeah, and, and I don't feel like he again another player this year who I thought it was unwarranted that that he got that he ha- had to sit. I thought that there was a lot worse than him. I felt like he was doing a lot of things right. I feel like he sh- he didn't get a fair shake. Jacob, back. That's why I think fans are upset, and that's why I was a little upset. I'm not mad at it. I mean, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, but still yeah, kind of like a, a kind of, you know, turn-your-head moment and like,
2: why? Yeah, it, it uh, there's probably more to the story that uh, we don't know now, and we might find out, you know, maybe in a couple of years or anything. And, you know, it was the same thing a couple of years ago when uh, the Canadians got Yuri yeah, and then he was yeah. traded, and then it was... You know, as Habs fans, we overreact to everything. Yeah, oh yeah. And then, well, where's Seacatch now? He's actually playing in the Olympics, so he's not even in the NHL <laughs> yeah. anymore. That's right, and yeah. And
1: he, he was a bust. He didn't do well anywhere else, so...
2: Yeah, and, you know, we, we it's easy to criticize Mark Brezger, especially this year, but if you look at his history with the Canadians, there has been moments where he's identified players and uh, got rid of them, uh, at the right time. If you look at players like Dale Weiss, yeah. uh, Thomas Fleischman, uh, Braden Prust. Uh, Braden yeah, Prust, yeah, yeah. when he wasn't signed, everybody was like, well, what do you mean? What is he doing? And, well, what does Prust d- – what did he do after he left? March? I feel so I and I, you anything. know,
1: I feel like Andrew Shaw is kind of that player now. That's why I feel like he should trade him now. I feel like Andrew Shaw might be headed down that path.
2: I, I agree with you, but why did he – is that report actually accurate that he's not available? And that's what's I hope me. not. I really well,
0: hope not. guys, guys, Bergervin always says that a player is not available, yeah, and he <laughs> trades them. Yeah, okay, means the opposite, so it's opposite uh, for what Bergevin. does
2: he say, uh, expect the unexpected, yeah, right? yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> yeah, but to just for going back to Yarbeck, like he isn't a main piece, like to regardless of whether the Canadians are trying to be a cup contender or even an important piece during a rebuild. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, obviously, would have preferred Schlemko, Morrow, or Osner, but I don't think the Capitals want. We're interested in any of those players.
1: Why not Olsner? He's you know. <laughs> yeah, go back, going <laughs> back home. He probably still has a, his apartment or house over there. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: But the bright side out of this is that we'll probably get to see Jolson play uh, until the end of the season with Habs. Yeah, that's yeah. It.
1: That excites me. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that.
0: All right, Chris. Thank you for your time. It was uh, it was a pleasure having you, and uh, I'm sure we'll have you on definitely again.
1: Yeah, and uh, everybody, uh, listen to Habs 360 live every Saturday. What time, Chris? At 2 p.m. Eastern. 2 and, p. M. and then also you can always uh, visit all Habs to listen to the recorded uh, version of it, and also you can download it on iTunes. Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks, Chris, and uh, go Habs go, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Chris. All right. That was Chris G from the Habs 360 yes. podcast. He's also a writer at allhabs.net. So uh, you can follow him at Chris G nineteen eighty on Twitter. And uh, yeah, listen to their podcast is live every Saturday. It's very good. He's been along for uh, he's been around for a very long time. Him and Rick Stevens, quality podcast. Yes So now it's time for Gibby a Facts. All right What do you have for me today?
0: Gibbons? Well, Lewis Studies show that Reading a book before bedtime Can improve a child's brain function Mental imagery Imagination And make a child more empathetic So clearly You and I We never read a book Before bed Yeah, never, (laughs) never Never. Never. Well, I'll, my mom used to read Dr. Seuss books
1: to me, so I don't know if that counts. But Maybe
0: that's yeah. why you uh, were... I'll give
1: you some claps. I'll give you some claps.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's why you were a rapper. Yeah. Previous. Yes. In my past life. <coughs> um, there is a comic book superhero named Foreskin Man <laughs> who protects the foreskins of boys from circum- circumcision. <laughs> 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 what? So... I mean good for foreskin man. <laughs> like if you think about it you never go to war without a shield, okay? Uh, yeah. So He's got to protect the boys.
1: Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Search that one up. That's I've I've heard of that before. It's terrible. That's oh my god. Foreskin man. Boys. Wow.
0: Foreskin man. <laughs> Is he a Marvel? Might be a
1: Marvel I don't character. Think so. I don't That'd think. A... I don't think there's a movie coming anytime soon. That's
0: for sure. I wonder what his costume would be like. Oh man. Would it just be like extra,
1: like a toque <laughs> that's like extra? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, all right. Uh, moving on now, it's time for the news. <laughs> Carey Price passed Patrick Waugh on all-time games played list for a goalie. Yeah. I hope he someday passes him in Cups 1. Yes. Except with the Montreal Canadiens, of course. Yes. Shea Weber, he could be shut down for the season. He's being re-evaluated. Hashtag the fix is in. Yes. Carey Price is also being further evaluated after (laughs) taking a puck to the mask Tuesday night. Hashtag, the fix is in. Noodle. Uh, Scott and Tessa go out with a bang. The figure skating duo record their second gold medal of the Pyeongchang Olympics. (laughs) It was also their third gold overall after winning their home Olympics in Vancouver in 2010. Their fifth medal overall after the two silvers at the Sochi Games four years ago. I also think they are sleeping together. Uh, (laughs) Side note Would you be okay With your wife Being a mixed double Dancer Slash figure skater I don't know man Like I I see how Intimate they are (laughs) It'd be real hard To digest So
0: Yeah Yeah I wouldn't be able to No I don't think I could Probably not
1: Uh, Basketball player Steven Adams Accepts a prom invite from a Twitter user. But the problem is it was three years later. <laughs> the Holy initial God. invite happened January 27, 2015. He accepted the invite February 19, 2018. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, <laughs> so either he he just recently turned single or he finally figured out how to reset his Twitter password. How
0: yeah. the other?
1: Uh, Nate Diaz pulls out a joint at UFC <laughs> Austin Dude, while I the love camera Nate was Diaz. on him. Uh, I guess he just wanted to say hi to the camera <laughs> <laughs> much. Uh, much. as you all know Fergie performed the national anthem at the NBA all-star reports said it was so bad Colin Kaepernick stood up and told her not to disrespect the anthem like that <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw that joke I had to include <laughs> that <laughs> okay now it's time for everybody's favorite segment it's real live with Okay, so I have a two-part for you today. Oh, two-part. Two-part. My first part of the two-part is, have you ever ran away from home as a child? Ran away? No. Never? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just curious. Never ran away. I did once, but I ran away for like two hours and came back for dinner.
0: (laughs) Hey, guys. Like, I'm "I'm out of here.
1: You know, my mom was yelling at me. I'm like, I'm out of here. Screw you. Got on my bike. You know, I started riding, then obviously, you know, it calmed down, and I came back. Yeah. <laughs> and I just didn't speak to her <laughs> for the rest of the day, so. Yeah. I was just a curious. Okay. Now, what is the most absurd Portuguese tradi- tradition that you can look back on and say, wow, what the hell were my parents thinking?
0: Tradition?
1: Like, something that your parents did. Portuguese style. <sighs> oh. And you think back, you're like, wow.
0: Um... Doozy Honestly uh, <laughs> I stumped you the, Yeah I've no, I'm normally not stumped uh, We used to go to these like These really Corny Like Religious Festivals In yeah. Hamilton Uh huh And they were just like They all like I don't know What I got out of it was <laughs> They worshipped this like dove <laughs> And it's just like <laughs> So you went to a, a dove-worshipping ceremony. I don't know what it, I, like, I don't know what it, like, the dove <laughs> signified something with regards to, like, Jesus and God. and But, like, every time they would let go of these three doves and the doves would fly away and, like, and then everybody would go eat and it was just like. <laughs> it what? sounds
1: like a great festival. It's like, what the hell? Like,
0: okay. You're like, what the weird.
1: hell is this? I don't know. And looking back on it, I'm just like. For me, Why? my worst Portuguese tradition was when they used to, there was this thing, it's called tintura in Portuguese, and it's iodine. Really, yeah, it's like iodine. It is. We used to put it on our cuts, and then they figured out, like, wow, this is not good for you, even though yeah. it dries up your cut. Like, yeah. you're adding chemicals to your body, and that was like a Portuguese thing. Like, every Portuguese person you'll talk to will be like, yeah, we used to put iodine on our cuts. Yeah. That was just absurd. <laughs>
0: okay. So, yeah, what do you got for me? Okay, so you're at a party, and uh, someone suggests to order a pizza. What are your go-to toppings for a pizza, and how do you like the pizza? Well done or regularly cooked? And do you even suggest, do you take control and try to order, or do you just say, oh, I'll eat whatever, else, whatever what everyone else is? Or do you try to, like, take charge and be like, no, I want this slice? Nah,
1: you know what? I'm usually not picky, but I do like thin crust, well done. I'm that kind of guy. Um,
0: so I'm, what's your go-to toppings?
1: I'm a veggie guy. I don't eat uh, pepperoni anymore. <laughs> no pork in my diet. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I like green olives. I love anchovies. Like I like weird toppings. Anchovies so I ca- I could eat green olives on my pizza. Anchovies. Um, I think green olives, you and mushroom is usually my go-to. Okay. Yeah. But anchovies on the side, and I I love anchovies. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's mine. Yeah. So now you know. Okay. If, uh, you ever come? Uh, if you ever want to buy a pizza, stop by the studio. Drop off a couple pizzas. Give there me, you go. Give me a couple wheels. Couple of wheels for the boys here. Hey. All right. Oh no. You know what time it is now, Gibby?
0: What time is it, loose? Weekly, weekly sports picks. Weekly sports picks. Weekly sports picks. picks. weekly
1: sports picks.
0: Sports pick weekly.
1: Oh and two for the both of us. Oh yeah, bud. Yeah, my season is spinning out of control like the Habs here. Just jumping on the train. Uh, I chose... Uh, Trying to get a pick? Philly to beat Columbus. And... i <laughs> oh, sorry. I chose Columbus to beat Philly uh, 4-2. Philly 1-2-1. I also chose Tampa to beat New Jersey 5-3. They lost
0: 4-3. Nice.
1: So my new picks today are going to be Friday, Vancouver versus Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Golden Knights at home. Okay.
0: 5-3. Okay.
1: And Anaheim on
0: Saturday versus Arizona. Mm-hmm. 4-2 Anaheim. Okay. Okay. Well, my last week's picks went to shit. 0-2. Oh, um, I chose Florida against Calgary. I chose Calgary to win 5-2. Florida won 6-3. I chose Toronto over Pittsburgh 3-1. Pittsburgh won 5-3. So my record now is twenty sixteen 16 2 um, Still above 500, so not bad. Uh, And my new picks, I got Minnesota, New Jersey. Yes. I got Minnesota 4-2. And Winnipeg, Dallas, I got Winnipeg 3-2. All right. All righty. Sounds good. Yeah, man.
1: All right. So we went a little long today, but uh, a lot to talk about. Also, we had a good guest. I'd like to thank Chris G. for joining us. Uh, Make sure you tune in every Saturday to his podcast, uh, Habs 360. Yes. Also, Habs Unfiltered should be coming out with a new podcast probably next week. I think they're biweekly. Uh, from the Press Box, Amy Johnson, Rick Stevens. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, go to Got allhabs.net. Great yeah, go to allhabs.net. Always new articles, great content. And, of course, follow me and Gibby. Uh, we're always fun
0: <laughs> to follow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Way to promote uh, us really well there. <laughs> we're always fun. <laughs> See <laughs> y'all later. you should
2: know Bye, have a great time.